You are listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and other conversations as we strive to go serve and love in our communities. If you want to know more about us, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org. If you've enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe and check us out on YouTube. If you would, take your Bibles and open to Genesis chapter 1. That shouldn't be hard to find, should it? Genesis chapter 1, or you can follow on the screen uh, as always. This past April, our small groups that meet throughout the week did a study called Whisper, which is about discerning the voice of God. Man, if I were to ask all of you today to be honest and say, have you been praying a prayer about something and asking God to give you an answer? Yes, all of us. Some of us have been praying that same prayer for years, some for months, some for days, some for hours, some for whatever. And we don't ever know sometimes, it seems, it's if God is really answering that prayer. Has He answered that prayer? So I wanted to set aside two Sundays for this particular series. I've had people ask me all the time, and many of you have too if you're a Christian, how do you know when God is speaking to you? Can you just hold your hand up and say, has that ever happened to you? Anybody ever ask you, how do you know if God's speaking to you? You see, when God speaks, the question is, do you know how to hear his voice? Especially when there are so many voices like no other time in history that are out there now trying to talk to you. Understand that the voice that spoke the world into existence is the same voice that parted the Red Sea and made the sun stand still in the midday sky. And we've already talked about that. The Bible says that one day, this voice will make all things new, but it's also speaking to us now. That voice is God's voice. And what we've learned from Scripture is that He often speaks in a whisper. Now listen, not to make it difficult for us to hear him, but to draw us closer to him. But when we're really waiting on an answer from God, and man, we've been praying, and we've been fasting, we've been doing the best job we think we could possibly do, man, we want God to shout that answer out to us, don't we? We want that so bad, we really do. Many people have a tough time believing God still speaks. Can you believe that? I mean, sure, in ancient times and in mysterious ways, God spoke to his people. But is he still speaking now? I certainly believe so. How about you? Now, let me ask you a question. Have you ever had trouble hearing someone? You know, poor sound quality at an event. Loud conversation over lunch, soft-spoken co-worker in a meeting. Uh, how do you feel when you can't hear someone well? Well, in our staff meeting several weeks ago, we were discussing the miracle series I had done. Now, y'all understand Pastor Gary has hearing aids, okay? But I had done, and Pastor Gary mentioned losing his hearing aid somewhere when he would take his mask off. Y'all understand how that is? 
You take that, some of you, how many of you had to go through that experience? Yeah, many of you, right? Okay, so here he is, and we're in there talking, and one of our staff was sharing a story, and Gary was having a hard time keeping up with what was going on. And we could all tell that he was very frustrated, and we would all feel the same way if it were us. And you know what Pastor Gary said he needed? I need a miracle ear. Talking about, you know, miracles. And as frustrating as it is to be unable to hear someone in the natural, it is even more important to be able to hear God in the spiritual. So let me ask you, how well would you say you hear the voice of God? So in this two short, uh, short two-week series, we're going to learn how to discern God's voice. We'll learn the things that deafen us to God's voice, the languages of God, and what it means, really means, to listen to God. So this morning, we got two points. We're going to talk about the power of a whisper and the whispering place. First of all, the power of a whisper. You see, we often have ears that have been deafened to the voice of God. I said that earlier. How have you experienced this in your life? What sort of things have deafened you before? What helped you realize you were deafened to God's voice? Sometimes we believe lies from the enemy that muffle God's voice. You see, we can get what the Bible refers to as a seared conscience. In the extreme, or just have a mild case of being hard of hearing. So what sort of things and what sort of lies keep us from hearing God's voice? Now maybe you experience feelings of not being good enough. I hear that from a lot of people. Heard that talking to a young lady this morning about her grandson. Or how about materialism or pride? We know that where our heart is, there will our treasure be also. And the same thing applies to keeping our spiritual ears attuned to God. We have to keep those earthly treasures from dulling our sense when it comes to hearing God's voice. So in Genesis chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, right here underline, let there be light. And guess what? And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. So a simple question. What did God use to create the world? Answer? His voice. He spoke it into existence. He used his voice. God said, let there be light. You understand when God speaks, mighty things happen. Amen? He used his voice to call Abraham. He used his voice to call 
Moses, but he actually used a burning bush. You know what I mean? You know the story. He spoke through dreams to Joseph and the prophets. And don't be mistaken. Thinking God only spoke in times past uh, or always with an audible voice. I mean, he even spoke through Balaam's donkey. Maybe you hadn't been in church that long. You really don't believe that. Look it up. He did. His voice isn't limited to an audible sound. Listen, he speaks however and whenever he sees fit. So what are some of the many ways God speaks his whisper to us? Well, God speaks through scripture, prayer, a sermon, through worship, through music, through lyrics, a Christian friend, circumstances, and in other ways. I will never forget God calling us here to Lima. And the scripture that God used was Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And this is what it says. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. But God spoke to Lori and I in different ways prior to our coming. In fact, my wife can probably share more about some of these ways even better than I can. Uh, in fact, I tell you what, I'd just like to ask her maybe to just come and just kind of share some of that right now. Would you make sure this microphone is turned on, babe, right here? And just come up here for a moment. Um, when Al asked me to speak this morning, he just mentioned it. Of course, I have something on my phone that I've had um, since 2013 when God called us here. Um, and oftentimes I'll look at that to remember this um, because he did use that verse in Genesis um, when he told Abram, you know, to leave your country, your father's household, and your family and go to the land that I will show you. Well, that land was Lima for us. Um, and we had never even heard of Lima before. Um, but let me back up a few months. It was in March of 2013. God had slowly been just dealing with me and, and releasing me about some things in my life that I was holding on to. And one of those was a job that I loved. I'd been at that job for 12 years. And I loved it, but I, God was gently saying, you know, it's okay to move on, it's okay, and gently releasing me from that. And I knew God that would have been speaking to Al. Um, and then um, in March of 2013, he had an accident. Go figure. Okay. <laughs> so, man, uh, for those of you who don't know, Al is, is sort of accident prone. Um, and so he had a four-wheeler accident that should have killed him. The, the four-wheeler, um, it, it went off the road, and he hit a stump, and he flew over, and the four-wheeler landed on top of him, and it should have killed him, and, um, but it, it didn't, and we knew God had other plans, and God spoke to me and Al through that accident, so God speaks in different ways. God sometimes speaks through painful experiences and circumstances, um, and so we just said, okay, God, you know, we're listening, you know, whatever it is, you know, we're listening. And that was in March. Well, in June, we get this random email from a person in Lima, Ohio, and we'd never heard of Lima, Ohio. And it was through a mutual friend who had recommended our name to a pastor friend. 
Um, and that pastor from Pensacola, Florida, recommended Al up here. And so um, the deacon board contacted Al and asked us, would we be willing um, to talk with him? And we're, first of all, we said, where is Lima, you know? <laughs> and so, um, so God, again, started dealing with us, and we, we went through that process of um, just trying to be still and hear God's voice, you know, and to hear that whisper, and he was speaking to us, and he spoke to us through Scripture, like I said, through Genesis, and then he spoke to us um, in Proverbs where it says, the Lord determines your step, but um, the Lord, we plan our course, but the Lord determines our steps, you know, um, and that's Proverbs 16, 9, in his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Um, and then through other people, he started speaking to us. I have a list, and I'll be glad to share that. I won't bore y'all with y'all today. I have probably 15 or 20 items where God started speaking to us through different circumstances and through wise counsel and through people and through scripture of just different things and how Ohio just kept popping up while we were just talking and just trying to discern, okay, God, is this where you're leading us or do we need to move forward with talking to Lima Baptist Temple? And again, it was through different circumstances and through scripture and people. And it just, Ohio just kept popping up and, and Lima kept popping up. And um, even some people up here in Lima, after we first came and, and, and talked with the church, I think that was in August yep. then. Um, and then we would get some different texts and phone calls and emails from Lima where some people up here in Lima said, like they called in on a radio station and said somebody from Mobile, Alabama was talking to a radio station up here in Lima. And, you know, and, and God speaks through different ways, but we have to be in tune to what God is saying, you know, and we have to just know even through that whisper and just want to follow his voice. That's the main thing. We have to follow his voice. So I want to encourage you to don't be afraid to hear God's voice. Yeah. Don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. You know, and, and do what, what you feel God is calling you. But seek wise counsel. Seek scripture. Listen to God. Think about the circumstances you're in and determine, okay, hey, God, are you speaking to me? And Al's going to talk about that too, about different things and about the ways that God speaks to us. But we just had that affirmation. We had affirmation after affirmation after affirmation that God was calling us up here to Lima. And so, and it's been, um, it's been almost eight years now. We can't believe it. You know, we say time passes by when you're having fun, you know? <laughs> and so it's been great. It's been great. And we just can't wait to see what God still has in store. But I just want to encourage you to be still. Sometimes we have to be still, and that's hard for a lot of us to do, to be still and know that I am God and listen to God and to listen for that voice. Amen. Amen. Thank you, baby. You know, there is no question that God speaks to us all the time in various ways. But we don't always listen, do we? There's always something that we need to hear. There's a biblical counseling maxim that goes like this. We are always counseling and we are always being counseled. In every interaction with others... And even as we engage in self-talk, counseling is always occurring. We are just seldom attuned to it. Think about it. In the same way, God is always speaking to us in small ways and great. We must, but here's the deal. We must be on guard for the lies of the enemy as well as the ones we believe about ourselves in God. 
So the next thing in your handout is basically it says, listen for God's voice and be on guard to the enemy's lies. Do you believe all the news today is real and truthful? All of you believe that? No. Well, what are some lies from the enemy? Well, let me give you some. God does not love me. You ever gone through that? God does not love me. Another is, he is angry with me. Next, he does not hear my cries. Does not hear my cries. He listens to others, but does not hear me. Poor, poor, pitiful me thing, right? The devil uses these lies, I've said this earlier, to dull our sense of spiritual hearing. Now, 1 Samuel tells a story of the young Samuel hearing God's voice for the first time. And so I want to use two or three different passages that talk about, you know, just hearing the voice of God. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Now, the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel and he said, here I am. And ran to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. And the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, for your servant hears. Now, again, Samuel did not know the Lord yet, which is why he mistook God's voice for Eli's. If you are a new Christian, much like that young man baptized today, you may be less sensitive to the voice of God. But if you are older in the faith and still have trouble discerning God's voice in your life, then it is probably time for a heart check. Amen? We should be living lives that hear God's gentle whisper more often than not. There's another fascinating story in 1 Kings concerning God's whisper. 1 Kings 19, verses 11 and 12. And he said, go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind and an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. So why did God reveal himself through a gentle whisper? 
Well, the prophet Elijah had just been used of God to defeat the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. God performed a miracle, and the prophets of Baal were put to shame and then killed. And if you remember the story, Queen Jezebel threatened Elijah's life, so he fled. God came to him on the mountain in a gentle way to show that he is both the God of mighty miracles and the God who cares for his people. Why do you think God sometimes speaks in a whisper? More than hearing God's voice, his goal for you and I is intimacy with him. God loves us and desires a relationship with us. That's why he speaks to us. And while Jesus was on earth, he often spoke against the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. He rebuked these religious leaders and their attitude toward people, the law, and God. In the passage we're about to read, Jesus is speaking again to a group of Pharisees after they question his healing of a man on the Sabbath. You remember the story, most of you. And we pick up after that story in John 10. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold. Now understand, we just did a series about this, okay? He who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he was brought out of his, out, when he has brought out all his own, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only, we need to understand this verse, to comes only, listen, to steal and kill and destroy. And I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Now, I talked about these verses in detail in the Jesus I Am series. The sheep follow the shepherd because they know his voice. They are familiar with him and recognize when he speaks. You see, hearing God's voice begins with choosing to be in relationship with him. Jesus made that possible through his death and resurrection. Aren't you grateful? The sheep clearly know what it is and isn't the shepherd's voice. If we apply this illustration to our lives, it doesn't always seem so easy to know the voice of God. So how are the voices in your life, other than God's, trying to steal, kill, or destroy you? It may be a slow death, but you can certainly be deprived of things that make life worth living. And we can do that because of the song we sang, Because He Lives. Joy, peace, sleep, abundant life. When you listen to the enemy and the voices of your carnal man, 
you end up slowly being robbed of the things that God so richly wants to bless you with. So what are some ways you discern whether something is from God or from Taco Bell the night before? Okay? Reading Scripture is the first and best way to hear from God. Now, let me just tell you right now. You've heard this many times. But discerning. So Judas went out and hung himself. And if you're looking for an answer and that's what you read, I don't think you need to be doing that. So we need to have a little scripture memory and a little Bible study time there, right? We can know God by reading his word, which is his gift to us. We will learn more about that next Sunday. But it's important to know that we can hear God by reading his word. We also discern through prayer and worship, and seeking wise counsel from trusted Christians. As you follow Jesus, how has his voice proven to be trustworthy to you? I'm sure we have many people here that can testify to that. How has the following, how has following his lead been better than going your own way? How has following his lead, like I said, much more better than your own desires? Has your own selfish way ever proven to be better or a more wise choice than God's? No, I suspect not. So often we want what we want. And so we run and listen to our own unwise counsel and rush headlong into trouble. But what could it look like if you and I wholeheartedly listen to Christ each and every week, this week? What voices would you have to mute? What practices could you put in place to hear him better? As we've already learned, God's word is the first place you should go to hear God's whisper, to hear God's voice. So we need to understand the power of a whisper and hearing God's voice. We can follow Eli's advice he gave to Samuel. Say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. That leads us to point two. Another important aspect of hearing the voice of God is what we call the whispering place. I mean, do you have a place or a spot in your house or somewhere that you go to hear the voice of God or get closer? You might have heard this called a prayer closet. In either case, it speaks of getting along with God in solitude and maybe even in silence. So that you might really be able to discern his voice and speak your concerns and joys to him one-on-one. It's a struggle sometimes. See, I love sports. I do. I love it. And I don't like it. I love it. And so sometimes in the mornings, because I'm an early morning riser, and then I'm sitting there. Well, I didn't get to know the score of that game. And I was really, I fell asleep with three minutes to go in the fourth quarter or, or whatever it may be. And, and, and so you're in the middle of your Bible study and you turn on the TV. I've done that before. Don't look at me like you've never done that before. Okay? We struggle sometimes. Listen. And this doesn't necessarily mean having everything quiet on the outside, but much more it means having a stillness on the inside. Spending time along with God is a very, very important part of the Christian walk. Solitude in your handout. Silence and place are all important elements and can contribute to how we commune, how we fellowship, how we talk with God. Yes, God can speak to us anywhere 
at any time and through different aspects, which we'll look at next week. But if you are in a busy place with people all around you, it may be very difficult to hear from God with all the distractions. We can look to the life of Jesus and see his rhythms of silence and solitude. And if you'll notice, and throughout Scripture, Jesus often withdrew at significant moments of his ministry to pray. So let's read a passage that shows this pattern in Jesus' life. In Luke chapter 4, beginning with verse 40. At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness. And laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Moreover, demons came out of many people shouting, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Messiah. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The people were looking for him. And when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said, it's just like Jesus, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. Here we see the God-ordained rhythm in the life of Jesus. Great activity and spiritual wrestling, then solitude and prayer and fellowship. Jesus knew that he had to stay connected to the Father. It's no different with us. Even as the Son of God, he had to recharge and renew. He had to hear the Father's voice. Jesus knew to rest and speak to the Father after exerting energy, especially when it came to his ministry. He needed that connection. How much more do you and I? These were times of serious action and serious decisions on behalf of Jesus. He sought God's guidance in choosing the 12 disciples, don't you think? His ministry continued as he made himself known to people, proclaiming the gospel and healing and doing ministry and facing opposition all the time. Just as Jesus faced these heavy moments, we also encounter difficult choices in life. Who will befriend? How we'll spend our time? Who we'll invest in? Where to work? Where to live? Who to marry? Whether to have kids? Same thing in the church. What's next? What do we do? These kinds of decisions made in consultation with God are agonizing already. And to make these type of decisions in a vacuum without having need of God's disaster, listen, this is a recipe for a dulled life at best, disastrous outcome at worst. In Luke 22, we read of Jesus' habit of going to the Mount of Olives to pray while in Jerusalem. I mean, Jesus knew that he would suffer and die, but to bring salvation to many. He went to the place he knew he would be betrayed and taken. He knew that place would be important. And after that last supper, on the night of his betrayal, Jesus prayed, if you remember, for the Father God to remove the cup of suffering from him. Jesus did not want to die. Do we understand that this morning? He then prayed that God's will would be done, not his. Up until, and including his final suffering, Jesus maintained his connection with the Father in prayer. He knew he must be prepared. He knew he could not go it alone, and nor can you and I. Jesus shows us that we need 
to take time away to be with God. Even though Jesus was fully God, he still needed to be strengthened, guided, and sustained by the Father. So here's my question. Do you have a prayer closet or a place you go to hear God's voice? Well, as we see in the life of Jesus, a specific place isn't always necessary to hear from God. Because Jesus communed with him all over Israel. What mattered was his intentionality in taking time to be along with the Father and keeping his ears open, man. Keeping his ears to the ground. Keeping his ears attuned to his Father's whispered voice. And we need to be that much more intentional when it comes to hearing the voice of God. So ask God to silence the voices and the noises that would take his rightful place. Find a place, if you haven't already, to get along with God. Developing his discipline. Listen, this discipline takes time and effort. It does not happen overnight. And this discipline looks very different in the life of every Christian. Avoid falling into the comparison trap. Allow God's grace to guide you as you grow in spending time with Him. But know this. Because of God's great love, we have the privilege of speaking and listening to Him. He desires our fellowship. Why would we not take advantage of this great resource and opportunity this morning? As we go into this week, Let's pray that God creates a desire for us to listen to him. And like Eli told Samuel, may we also say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Well, as you know, tomorrow we celebrate Memorial Day. For many of you, it's a much-needed, long-awaited three-day weekend. Tomorrow, grills will be fired up. Pools will open, friends will gather, and the summer will officially begin in June, but it's getting close. But don't forget that Memorial Day is much, much more than burgers, pools, beaches, and friends. Amen? Memorial Day marks a day of sacrifice. It is a day that we remember those who paid the ultimate sacrifice price in service to our nation. We remember those who have given and sacrificed their lives. It's a day that will be so difficult for some. For many, it will be seemingly unbearable. So listen, tomorrow, whether you have been impacted directly, indirectly, or seemingly not at all, let's take the time to slow down and reflect on the cost that was paid by men and women for a cause that they believed in. Would you bow your heads, please, with every head bowed and every eye closed. As we come to a time of invitation now, let's remember our country and the people who have sacrificed their time and lives. But the ultimate sacrifice was paid by Jesus Christ. He gave us life so that we may be free from our sin. If you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, 
You can ask him into your heart and life and walk out today living in freedom and forgiveness like you've never known before. Knowing you will go to heaven. Just pray this prayer silently to the Lord. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior with heads still bowed. If you just prayed this prayer, why don't you come and let one of us pastors in a moment know that. And we would like to give you a gift to help you grow in your walk with Christ. Maybe you already know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But you want to follow up in believer's baptism like that young man today. Just like the one that so many have been like. It shows your obedience and that you're on Jesus' team. It symbolizes the old life being washed away and being made new in Christ. So why don't you come and tell one of us pastors today. Maybe you want to join our church and get connected with this body of believers. If you need prayer, our altar is open and our pastors will be glad to pray with you. Many of you today just need to come and maybe just ask God to help you to continue to not give up. But to continue and have faith in the days ahead. Just because the Lord has not given you a specific answer to your prayer. That you will be so discerning. And that God would block out voices so you may hear him. Father, this morning, this is your invitation. And God, I know, I know that the word says that your word never returns void. And God, today, whether someone comes publicly and professes faith in you. Or they call or they text or they do it silently. God, that's up to them. But God, I pray today that for people who need to just come and maybe just come to this altar and pray for our country. To pray for the things that they need going on in their lives. That God, they need help. We all need help with our families, our loved ones. Lord, for our church, there's so many things. So God, would you just have your way today? We ask all this in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. We hope you are encouraged today and we would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, a topic you would like to discuss or want to share what God is doing in your life, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org forward slash central hub.